This is Sylvia Schneider and Diana Belbar with Equinely Inclined, the equine podcast for the Internet Horse Community. Episode 199, Josh Nickel, Relational Horsemanship, A Horseman's Pursuit. Recorded on April 18th, 2020. Brought to you in part by Ponsai Digital Media with online strategy consulting and advising by sylviaschneider.ca. And this episode is also brought to you by you, our listeners, through your generous monthly support. Thank you for that support. Hi, I'm Sylvia Schneider. And I'm Diana Belbar. This episode will include... <laughs> Living through the zombie apocalypse. Innovations in our Facebook group. Satisfying your equine addiction in isolation. Opening the vault for our cabin-fevered comrades. A very special upcoming celebration. An interview with horseman educator Josh Nickel. Well, Diana... I don't think we should start any episodes anymore without telling our listeners we're thinking of them and hoping all of them and their loved ones are safe and well. Oh, and on, for sure. And on that note, how are you managing through this zombie apocalypse, Diana? <laughs> well, I'm very fortunate to be able to work from home and stay isolated with my mother. But zombie apocalypse? Really? Yeah, there's a very special reason I've begun to refer to this as the zombie apocalypse. And why is that? You know, I kept hearing people on YouTube talk about the zombie apocalypse. And I thought, this is really stupid. Why are you calling this the zombie apocalypse? Why don't you just call it by the name of the virus that it is? And that's what we did. So bad. (laughs) I know that's it. It really sounds stupid. So, so, so why not just call it what it is like we did in the last episode? And mm-hmm. then, then I started noticing that we didn't, I mean, we don't use YouTube right now. So we didn't, uh, I didn't see any episodes being downloaded on Spotify. And I thought, well, that's really weird. And then I heard that Spotify and YouTube are flagging anything that has the name of the virus, and they're not sending it out. So that you know, was really, you know, I, <laughs> I actually get that. I mean, I work for a library and we're always striving to let people know that you need to very carefully look at your sources mm-hmm. and know what's valid information and not. And there's a lot of misinformation flying around out there. I know it's just crazy. So, I mean, I can understand it too, but I wish I would have known ahead of time. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. So, so yes, a zombie apocalypse it is. Okay. So, um, you know, do you happen to know if we broke any cold records for the weather this spring? <laughs> you know, I looked, I don't think so, believe it or not. But uh, it just seems to me that this winter is right at a Game of Thrones. Oh, absolutely. That's exactly what I was thinking. You know, and it doesn't help that we're all stuck with physically distancing and self-isolating. The cold just makes it seem gloomy and that much more isolating. (laughs) And I, on the other hand, find it easier to curl up someplace warm with a good book when it's not (laughs) nice outside. And work, too. Work is easier inside when it's not nice outside. I guess that's true. But you know, there's nothing like a good hug in cold weather, you know, to <laughs> to make you feel better. Yeah, I know. It does make it gloomy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. For sure. And I can hardly believe I'm actually looking forward to mud season. Ah, yes, I know mud season. I mean, that's what Gary was saying the other day when I went over. He said, uh, well, we're into mud season. And I said, yeah, pretty bad when we're looking forward to mud season. (laughs) You know, what really bugs me is we used to have mud 
summer, fall, mm-hmm. winter, mud. Mm-hmm. Now mm-hmm. it's mud, summer, mud, winter. And I just, fall is my favorite time of the year and it's just been way too wet lately, but maybe that's yeah. a sign of things to come to. I really like fall too, mm-hmm. mostly because there's but no I'm bugs. Not, <laughs> yeah, I'm not complaining. Yes, that too. I'm not complaining. I'm not looking forward to bugs, but you know, <laughs> I'm looking right. forward to summer. Oh, well, I'm not complaining, seriously. Well, nonetheless, we've been trying to figure out how we could make things easier for people. And we've come up with at least a couple of things. Right. So we're trying to find ways to stay in touch with all our listeners while helping them satisfy their equine addiction while in isolation. So we tried out a few things uh, a couple of of weekends ago. Yeah. Did you want to share your experience about that, Diana? I know (laughs) I kind of dragged you into the whole experience. Oh, yeah, the whole live thing. Yeah, I, I'm okay. I mean, we've done live before, but not not for an entire episode. So anyway, yeah. it was fun. It was different. And it's nice to see your face. Yeah. Uh, you know, <laughs> we can't be sitting side by side. I guess this is the next best thing. <laughs> Get used <Right>. to it. <laughs> yeah. So uh, you don't mind the more technology? <laughs> <laughs> don't Don't say that. <laughs> A different kind of live streaming? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, you know, it's working quite well, really. We've yeah. done it a couple of times now, and I mm-hmm. do appreciate it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, I mean, the very first time we tried it, I thought it was great fun. And suddenly I could think of all kinds of uses for it. Yeah. And and you're thinking about some of those things for our listeners. Yeah. Some virtual events. Mm-hmm. Some live yeah. streaming, maybe in the Facebook group right now. Yeah. And uh, I'm trying. I'm trying to come up with a few things. But also, I really wanted people to be able to enjoy something when we aren't around going live. So I set up a special limited time coupon or code for our exclusive equine content vault. Oh, that's wonderful. Yeah. I'm going to give the details about that after the interview with Josh Nickel. Okay. I'll wait to hear that. (laughs) And there's another special event coming up. That I'll talk about after our interview with Josh Nicole. It's really worth listening all the way to the end of the episode. I think I can guess what this one is, but I'll wait till after the interview. And actually, I guess it's time for that interview now. You know, I think we mentioned a few episodes ago that the last time we saw Josh Nicole was at the HBOC, the Horse Breeders and Owners Conference. And now his eight-year-old little guy, who was just a toddler then, Yeah, and the first time we saw him was at Health Harmony and Horses Conference out west of Edmonton. Yeah, that was the conference Sonia Vischer used to organize. It was really a great conference that brought about a very different perspective on horses and their interactions with humans. I wonder what Sonia is up to these days. Yeah, maybe we can find out. (laughs) Yeah, that would be cool. I bet Josh knows. He might very well. Yeah, Mm -hmm. and I mentioned that we had a couple of interviews with Josh from that time period, too. Yes, we do. And I'll mention those later in the episode. Mm-hmm. We liked his approach then. And, and it's great to see his success and the growth of his program now. Yeah, his skills as a presenter have really blossomed. You know, I think <laughs> I think he was reluctant to present before. And I don't know, maybe maybe he suffered from imposter syndrome. It's a real thing. I don't know if I wanted to hear that. <laughs> well, you know, I don't know. But the thing is, is, is like people do suffer from imposter syndrome because they think like, uh, uh, why should anybody listen to me? Like, how do I know anything? Right. And I remember I remember being um, like a riding instructor. And I had this guy come up 
after. And he said, hey, do you do clinics somewhere? And I went like, no, I'm not a clinician. I don't do that. And he says, you sound like you do a really good job. And I went like, oh, you know, like, no way, not me. Uh-uh. And I mean, like, you've had, I've had people come up and say things like that before. The last thing you want is somebody to come up and think that you're an expert on something. Because, like, probably the more you know, the more you realize you don't know. So I don't know. I just I, like it makes me wonder if that was the whole thing. But, you know, he, I think he's realized he's unique. This is his calling and he can help so many people. No, for sure. Yeah. And, you know, you're talking about his, his kids growing up. His daughter was absolutely amazing at the uh, Saskatchewan conference, helping at the booth and mm. organizing things for her dad. She was so mature. Yeah, was she was. Mm-hmm. She was really great. So anyway, we have the interview, and it was recorded in the barn in the dead of winter, February in Saskatchewan, but (laughs) I love the sounds of the birds in the background. There never seems to be a shortage of birds in barns. No, I didn't notice it when we were recording, because you're right, it's there all the time. But it's very obvious and enjoyable for sure, although (laughs) I can honestly say that I don't like the mess they make in my barn. Well, I didn't even think about that. That would be a pain to deal with. Anyway, I love listening to this interview. It really invokes a happy memory, (laughs) which I need right now. (laughs) So let's listen to it. Well, we're here at the 2020 Saskatchewan Equine Expo here with Sylvia. I'm Diana, and we're lucky to once again be able to meet up with Josh Nickel. And Josh, it's been a while. Yeah, it sure has. It's good to visit with you girls again. (laughs) It's been years. And you know, it's funny. You can think you know someone pretty well, and then you can find out that they're not a homebred Alberta boy. Yes, no, I didn't know that. Yeah, they're actually from Ontario. Yeah, yeah, I was born in... uh, uh, I think the first 12 years of my life we were in Ontario. So we came to Alberta in 92. Yeah, and you, and a dairy farm? No, we just had, my dad was a logger actually. And we had a, a place and had some horses. And, you know, that's really where I got my start with horses. Did you use them for logging? Nope, we did not. You know, that's a, would have oh. been very cool. But yeah. my mom and uh, our family used them mostly as pleasure. We just enjoyed being with them. And that's kind of where it started. And then my dad actually got a job in Alberta. And that's when we moved. And that's when you went, well, yeah. to to our benefit. Right. Yeah, yeah you <laughs> And in the background, you guys, you'll probably be able to hear crews saying hello once in a while. <laughs> the horses are nickering because they're in the process of being fed. That's right. That's you always betcha. an exciting time, yeah. right, Josh? Cruz just finished his demo, so he's happy to get some hay. Yeah, <laughs> yeah absolutely. He's earned it. <laughs> no he kidding. sure has. So it, it's great, Josh. I loved what you called your, your one of your sessions mm-hmm. was uh, what your horse really wants you to know. Mm-hmm. Mm, yeah. Right? It was something bet. something to yeah, that effect. Yeah, it was like that. You betcha. Yeah. And it's all about getting out of the horse's way, right? Yeah. The, so. Yeah, the key from the relational perspective, so I title my style relational horsemanship, and, and the idea is, is that we're trying to look at things from the horse's perspective and give them what they need to create a level of peace. Yeah. And when we can do that, that then they are, they're able to work for us. Yes, and I loved what you said. You said they can teach us two ways. Mm-hmm. They can teach us what works, and they can teach us what doesn't. That's right. You betcha. <laughs> if you pay yeah, attention that's to them, right. right? You betcha. And if we listen to that, we can hone ourselves and improve our skills immensely. If we see what the horse is doing as something that's not working as a behavior, then we're constantly arguing. 
Right. So your relationship and your techniques will be based and built upon negativity. So the first session that I watched with you in the, the, the lecture, mm-hmm. Paul, was all about giving the horse what they need. Mm-hmm. That's right. Aside from the basics mm-hmm. being food and water and shelter. Exactly. Tell us a little more about what you mean by that. Yeah. So relational horsemanship is based on the principle that when a horse struggles, it's because there's unmet needs. And I look at the needs as mind, space, and pressure. So a horse has a, a really important need mentally to know what's going on in their world so that they feel safe. And if we do not help them keep track of that, then we don't have the ability to direct them or bring peace. Spatially, there's always an interaction. And a lot of times people will look at space and they look at it based on disrespect. So yes. if a horse is pushing in. And the way I look at space is a horse is actually looking for interaction. And looking for you. Yes, that's to right. To fill your space. You got it. Because most you- people, <laughs> yeah, most people are their space is very small because of so much of things that have happened in our lives that make us shrink so the horses spatially are looking for you and then we call it disrespect and this creates a real confrontation Mm -hmm. so if you don't fill your space the horse will fill it for you they're just going to go look for you well space horses really want to be with you too so if something uh, scares them they may jump on you that's right so now that was another thing that you went through was the types of horses Mm -hmm. and what they're looking for so you did talk about space horses Mm -hmm. Spatial horses, and there was two others that yeah, you talked about. Mind and pressure. Mind. So, uh, yeah, the third one is pressure. Mm-hmm. And so, just to conclude that first thought, that pressure horses or pressure is a need for a horse. They need to know how to control pressure. Now, what do they know innately is to run. So when they feel pressure, they're going to run first. Well, what we have to do is we have to satisfy their need, which is to know how to control it. We have to do it in a new way that actually works for us relationally. And so then what I do is I help a horse understand that they can control pressure by bringing their attention to me. Waiting, yes, absolutely. Their attention and then softening. So instead of running from pressure, they can soften to it. And I think you said something else about um, to the effect of when they learn to watch and wait for you, then it it holds in any situation. That's right. right? Well, that's the idea is we're trying to develop a different relationship. A new reward. Yeah, when a horse starts to understand that you have the ability to help them, then they will seek you. Mm -hmm. And that's my goal. So you Mm -hmm. get even my cruise horse who is... I brought him here to demonstrate a high-energy, anxious horse. (laughs) And I have found myself in a scenario where he is leaning so heavily on our relationship and he's there's a high level of trust and and my whole demo had to change he's totally relaxed yeah there's no there's no anxiety developing yeah, so so he looks pretty relaxed yeah pretty cool mm-hmm. but um again there's there's the the pro of the work is that when you give them what they need then they're not anxious yeah so you're not dealing with those anxieties a lot of training techniques are helping us understand how to deal with a horse's anxiety well my goal is is that we can handle them in such a way where those anxieties diminish right then it gets right down into the physics of yes. it. And mm-hmm. this is where you were saying to people that the first thing you have to do is relax the top line. That's correct. Right? Yes. The second thing you have to do is um, move that shoulder. Mm-hmm. And then it. the third thing that you get to do is now you get to get the bend. Now mm-hmm. you get to ask with the ring. Rotate the pole. So, That's correct. yeah, can you expand on that mm-hmm. just a tip? If the top line doesn't shut off, this means that we have not met the needs relationally. So I call the top line the defensive muscles. And this is the muscle group that a horse will fire when they're anxious. And it results in a high head and a con- handedness, hollow back, back, strung out behind. And a lot of times what people are doing is, is without meeting those needs and turning the back off, we're trying to actually get them to come together. 
So you're pretty much in the physics mind. You're going directly against every muscle that's firing, when you which start is why you get. <laughs> yeah, that's right. right. You get heavy hands. You get a pushing and engaged seat yeah. because we're trying to get the horse to do the thing that's granted to us when we actually understand the relationship and build the correct physical dynamics and let it come. So I love the way you were saying to the last lady that you were working with that that uh, you, you get to use the rein when it becomes available you and not it. before. That's a good deal. Yeah. That's pretty opposite to what what a lot of times is happening is we'll want to pull on the reins when the horse is not in the right mind which like I gave the example with Claudia when I was talking about the rein mm-hmm. if we're walking along and she pulls on it and jerks me off balance then she does it again pretty mm-hmm. soon I'm going to start bracing against that mm-hmm. yeah so that's what our horses do and, and that was an example in that in that demo where the mare was turning her head all the time because she was expecting and the shaking rain. her head and tossing going, her head that's right and, she's always yeah. ready to catch her balance yeah and you so, were saying if you do see that behavior in your horse then your horse is off balance and balance. you're causing it. That's right. Mm-hmm. And it's not a rein that fixes it. Yes. So yes. by moving the shoulder, we observed a change for Dana and her horse where the horse would just soften and bend. Because if the shoulders move to the left, the horse autonomically wants to bend to the right. The amazing thing, though, was you moved that shoulder just by filling the space. You got it. It's you know, pretty cool. It, it was awesome the way the horses would just move off mm-hmm. from you and up would come the shoulder. That's right. You talked a lot about energy mm-hmm. and maintaining the energy yourself. You got right? it. So <laughs> yeah. Your own energetic awareness is what is the spatial communication most people have very little intention to what they're doing spatially we understand what's happening between our ears and we have some awareness of what's going on in our bodies i'm hot i'm cold i'm you know this or that i'm comfortable or uncomfortable but what's happening around us is not a common thing and how well a person can communicate into the space is how well you can speak in what i call the universal language And that's a language that all creatures can feel. So when a person is angry and they have these negative vibrations pumping off, a dog knows it. A horse can feel it. If you're sad, these things are felt. So what I'm trying to do is I'm trying to actually promote a mind frame where we become more aware that that's what's happening. And you can actually communicate with your horse by proactively filling that space with the thoughts you want them to hear. Oh, that just reminds me of something you said yesterday that mm-hmm. I loved. You said, so when you're in a bad mood or things aren't going well, mm-hmm. a lot of people just say that's when you walk away from the horse. Mm-hmm. And you said no. No way. Explain that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think what it does is it merely changes what I'm going to do. What is it that we love about horses? We love the beautiful feelings we get from them. When I'm down, I would love it to be that I could be around somebody who might pick me up. So what I discourage when you're in a bad space is training a horse. But what I encourage is just being around them and letting them lead you into calmness. We know that feeling when we just snuffle their nose or, or uh, you know, just put our hands on them and we feel better. And, and that, to me, is the goal. Yeah. But there's another thing that just twigged to me. You also said calmness is a superpower. It sure is. <laughs> so, I love those things. And, mm-hmm. You know, you often preface those things with, oh, this sounds kind of cheesy. Yeah. <laughs> it's true. But, but well, they know. sound like Facebook posts yeah. sometimes, you know, and I tend to not resonate there. But, <laughs> but sometimes it really springs true, right? Mm-hmm. But people do love Facebook posts. Sure, you know? they do. <laughs> yeah. We all get it, right? So it was very clear to me watching the last lady that you were working with in the ring and um, when she did leave the ring alone Mm -hmm. and just use her leg Mm -hmm. as you said just you know bring that leg on bring that leg on now look at her head coming Mm -hmm. down but then you you didn't let her throw the rein away that's right you have to maintain the contact but not pull on it well there's the difference 
Yeah, I think sometimes we've lost vision for what contact is. And now we call weight contact. And to me... That's a dead thing. Contact <laughs> is when you take the two tips of your fingers and you just gently touch them together until there's a sensation between skin and skin. That's contact. Yeah. I've made contact. People are calling weight in the hands contact. And those are two entirely different no, things. That just reminds me of being a dead weight yeah, on top right. of someone. Sure. When, you know, if someone's yeah. on your back, mm -hmm. they can be a dead weight. Sure. Or they can pick themselves mm -hmm. up and not weigh as much. <laughs> as soon as there's weight in our reins, yeah. this is directly proportionate to tension in the body that put the weight there. Oh, which reminds me, there was something else that I wanted you to expound on. And that was... Um, the going forward with your hands only as much as going down with your hands mm. only as much as you can go forward with upright your, your posture. upright with yeah right yes the more you move your hands the more you have to be prepared to posture yourself in a place that you disappear i often talk about great riders have the ability to disappear on a horse not make the horse do things as much as you can get away allows your horse to move right so all of us are all doing our best in our riding and some of us are doing better and some of us are still working at it i in my own life am am always trying to be the best rider i can and, and how my horses move will demonstrate that and that's why you call your your program the pursuit a horseman's pursuit you mm -hmm. betcha because and i've said this many times that i am only pursuing good horsemanship and i am allowing people to join me <laughs> and I am not, I do not have it all figured out. The horses are constantly teaching me and I get better by their influence. You betcha. Mm -hmm. yeah. Right on. I had something profound to finish it with, but it's totally gone. No, that's okay. <laughs> yeah, it's great. I, you know, it's just the concepts of relational horsemanship. This idea that when we meet a horse's needs, they, they release, you talked about top line initially, but they release their back and then they can start using their bodies. To me, it's a very serendipitous beauty that the horse really the way their body function is is that they can't actually provide their body until they feel at peace and that is a beautiful relational uh, idea yeah. Yeah, you mm -hmm. bet. so that that just reminded me thank you you're welcome that uh, we you talk about relational um, riding as mm -hmm. opposed to emotional mm -hmm. right yes yeah um, so so Emotional horsemanship is the idea that when a horse does something, you interpret it with the same emotional lens that you would if a person said something to you negative or, or if the horse pinned their ears. You interpret that like a person is pinning their ears or yelling at you. And then you feel justified to use emotional pressure. And this becomes very problematic because now when you have emotional pressure, I don't know any time I've ever been emotional and used pressure and had anywhere near good timing. Okay, and the horse doesn't understand. So they don't understand emotions that way because there's no consistency. When horses are pressuring each other, they are looking for clarity. It's about clarity. They're very intentionally clear with each other. When we get emotional, we're a mess. <laughs> so True. Yeah. And, and I say emotional, I don't mean to say that all emotions are bad, but what I mean is the reactive elements of emotions when we're in a negative state. Relational horsemanship says if your horse is struggling, it's because there's an unmet need. And it's our job then to meet those needs. We talked about those needs earlier of mind, space, and pressure, and very good, and we have to figure out what those are. But what it does is all of a sudden it changes your energy. Because now instead of me saying, oh, my horse is being a jerk, <laughs> I say, oh, my, my horse is in need of support. Right. Now my energy is entirely different, and the frequency that comes out of your body, which fills the universal language of space, 
is different. And awesome. so now you can use the superpower of calm to create peace. <laughs> yeah. Very good. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, you know, when you are on top of a horse, um, and especially a horse where you're getting that energy from it, yeah. you, you can just see the change in you. It's like, yeah. <gasps> yeah, it's beautiful. Right? Yeah. Well, when you feel, even riding cruise today, you know, when you feel that freedom coming from behind and he's powerfully, you know, it's amazing when a horse gives you their power. And the beauty of that is that he's not using it for his own self-preservation. So yeah. there's a trust in that. He's not doing it because I'm dominating him. And you could see the float in those reins when he was coming down the long side and really coming over his back and stretching out. My reins were light as a feather. Yeah. And that's where self-carriage is the focus, right? So a horse can't do that unless they trust you because they need their body for their self-reservation. Now we could go on forever, mm-hmm. I know, but I also know there, there are people back at your booth yeah, waiting to talk to you desperately. Yes, so thank you for everything you did. And and one more thing. Yes. Uh, tell us how, how people can find out more about Josh Nickel. Oh, great. Thank yeah. you. Yes. So the best way is our website. Mm-hmm. We have joshnickel.com. Um, we have a blog there that people can follow. We also have uh, information on our YouTube channel, videos people can follow. Okay. Uh, and I also have a membership site now, which cool. has been a great way to balance the work when I am not with people that they can follow on my membership site. Right. I do live webinars that people can join me. And we're, you know, we're in about three years now. So there is a massive amount of content in there to support people. That's probably the best way. That's good. And then uh, also doing clinics all summer so people can check out my clinic schedule. One more thing I wanted to say, which is something you kind of stumbled saying because you said, I have no discipline. And you oh, said, yes. that doesn't sound right. Mm-hmm. But really, you are a, a rider or a, a horseman mm-hmm. that doesn't... Um, it doesn't uh, stick it, to one. Well, it doesn't doesn't uh, just promote one discipline. Sure, you're using all disciplines. Like you're using for your horsemanship can be used for all disciplines. Yeah, my only focus is calmness and correct movement. Right. So what I find with the different disciplines is that they all have rules, yeah. and they posture horses in different positions to play the different game that they're playing. And, and I have no, no negative to the different games, but it's really worked for me just to kind of look at it that way. Because then you're not saying right, wrong. Yeah. You're just different rules. It's just yeah. a game. And, and if you want to play that game, then you play by those rules. Right. And so for myself, my whole goal for the last 10 years, 15 years, has just truly been to understand and, and mine out how horses were made how you know and how they were made in their own beauty without a rule upon it right and that's just given me a real freedom to explore and try different things and not get caught in a set of rules that might confine my journey right very good right yeah okay so one last time www.joshnickel.com you got it okay thanks so much for the interview josh it was so wonderful seeing mm-hmm. you again yeah it's been a great thank you very much <laughs> this interview actually gave me goosebumps when i heard it again Well, I can agree with that. I was not happy about how I was trying to help explain Josh's no discipline comment and did almost as poorly a job. I was trying to say it's not that Josh is undisciplined. It's just that what he does with horses works for any discipline. (laughs) My favorite statement was, you get to use the rein when it becomes available. It's just so hard to get someone past relying on their reins. Ah, uh, you know, I could put up my hand and say guilty on yeah, that and I part. I could say that about other parts of the interview too, but I won't. Oh, uh, I'm the big confessor, am I? Uh-huh. <laughs> well, I look forward to our next chance to talk with Josh. Mm-hmm. So we alluded to this earlier. Um, we have a very special announcement with regards to the following. So keep listening or you might miss it. 
We've talked before about the great exclusive content we have in the form of interviews with all manner of Olympians and other high-profile athletes, trainers, and veterinarians, and many other experts in the equine industry, and actors and actresses too. Lots of inspirational content in our exclusive equine content vault. When listeners discover our podcast, they seem to like to listen to every episode from the very first to the most recent episode. These interviews are great for anyone, but especially if you're self-isolating as most of the world is right now. <laughs> right. And I love that with the free episode guide, I can go in and look up a topic and review some of the information whenever I want to. Yeah. So are you ready for the big announcement, listeners? Drumwall, please. <laughs> I set up a special limited time code for our exclusive equine content vault. So what it includes is a free first month using the following code, which expires June 30th, 2020. So get on it. And the code is stay at home 2020. That's in all capitals and the numerals 2020 like the year. Stay at home 2020. It's hours of listening offered free for a limited amount of people. So I recommend you jump on that. I'll have it posted on the page and it's already been posted in the group, which by the way, if you haven't joined it, you're really missing out. Mm -hmm. And thanks to the episode guide. I know we interviewed Dosh Nickel all the way back in episode number four and also in episode 25. And I do believe those are in the vault right now, right? They are. Yeah, those two would be great ones for our listeners to check out after taking advantage of the free access. So this is the place where we often talk about new events coming up, which is pretty difficult to do when they're all cancelled. But actually, yes, there are going to be some new events. Well, the live streaming events in the Facebook group. Right. And our 200th episode is coming up right away. So I think we should celebrate somehow. Okay. <laughs> I'll let you figure that out. I think that we can do it. Okay. You know, now more than ever, people are interacting with our Facebook group. And yes, we'd love to have more of you join us. Hit the join button. It would be great to see even more people engaging in our conversations. We're planning even more live streaming events, as we mentioned, in the group. And you won't want to miss them. Do they need to watch it live? You know, they don't need to. The live stream is recorded and they can view it after it happens. But being there live is the best way to join in the conversation. All and right. when you join the group as a member, please remember to answer the three questions when you go through the join process. And how can our listeners find this group? To join the group, go to the page at facebook.com slash inclined and click on visit group located at the top right of the page on desktop. And you can't really miss it on mobile. It's just right there. Answer the questions, please. And we'll see you on the inside. And if you're not on Facebook, please let us know what your favorite social media platform is. You can reach us by email at podcast at canadaequine.com. Hey, did you know that when you like our page, you'll hear your name when we welcome you at this spot in our next episode? Yeah, we always like to welcome our newest visitors to the Equinely Inclined Facebook page. So while you're at the page, click the like button and we'll welcome you here in the next episode. Oh, and speaking of which, right now we'd like to give a big welcome to Jason from Southampton, Ontario. And Becca from Mexico City, Mexico. We do really have listeners from all over the world. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, I would still like to get an episode out next week, but with the live streams in the group, at least I'd be happy that we're keeping in touch with some of our listeners. And if you haven't had the chance yet, join the group and fill in the poll 
to let us know the types of live streams you'd enjoy and which day and time you're available to attend live. And as always, if you're one of those horse-crazy people, or if you know a horse-crazy person who doesn't know how to fill that horseless void, let us know. We want to help. And please find someone new to introduce to the world of horses. Yes, it's something you can do. Right now. <laughs> it's something you can do even via social media. <laughs> yes. So until our next episode, bye from Sylvia Schneider. And Diana Belvar. And give your horses big hugs for us.